When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined on this fine Thursday afternoon, a little bit later in the day that we than we usually do it. Aaron, you went and got a haircut, and you're wearing a hat. Um, I didn't get the haircut. My day got away from me. I was supposed to get a haircut, um, and that's why we – well, I said I could do it at the normal time, but you said just want to do it after your haircut, and then I had to go do something for my sister, and you know how it goes, so. I'm going uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, early tomorrow morning instead, as I uh, get prepared to leave to uh, go up north to watch my California Golden Bears retain the axe on Saturday against the hated, hated, hated Stanford Garden. Soon to be a vaunted ACC rivalry. Uh, Big ACC matchup. (laughs) Big ACC matchup. And then... uh, and then what does the ACC following stand Saturday, for again? Like I'm trying to think. Uh, Atlantic Coast Conference, yeah. But I, I, yeah, Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh-huh. It's a different coast that they're on. All right. Well, um, mm-hmm. today on the show we are going to be talking about Anthony Davis's performance from last night and the fallout from it. Um, I gave some takes. There have been some defensive takes. There have been. <laughs> Some nuanced takes there have been. Um, it's just impossible to not have a, an opinion on Anthony Davis, I think, at this point. So we're going to talk about that. I mean, I could I could not have one for the show if you want. And I, I think that that I don't think that would go very well for our show. I don't know. Well, right. You know, well, you decided um, I could I could I was just going to, you know, I mean, we all right. That, that'll be the bit. Let's see if you can do it. Have zero opinion on him whatsoever. Um, and then. We will be talking about a tweet that I sent um, this morning that um, has lit my mentions on Uh-oh. fire. Let me go through your timeline. Uh-oh. Um, it, it had to do with Tyrese Halliburton and DeMontis Sabonis and the takes uh, stemming from the trade. Ah, about the trade. Yeah, the, teams, yeah, yeah, uh, swapping yeah. teams and, and winners and losers, losers of trades and all that stuff. Um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, there have also been a ton of trade rumors for some reason, even though like the Lakers basically can't do anything for a month. Um, Aaron, you are not sipping on unnamed cognac. You are instead sipping on actually, you know what? Michelob was like a friend of the show. So we can actually say a little Michelob ultra. Yeah. You are sipping on actually, if you can, you can kind of see them up here. These are, these are both Michelob ultra cans. Um, mm-hmm. Lakers. Yeah, also did a, they they did a dope. thing. Um, they did commemorative uh, bottles, ultra. They did commemorative bottles for the Lakers championship. In yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want that much Michelob ultra. Personally. <laughs> that's, that's I have not seen it of all the ones I have seen container. I have never seen any of them opened. So I think yeah. it's probably okay. Um, I, I, maybe so I have... do need to go get some unnamed cognac first. Cause you're already getting the, uh, you're already going to get to the trades, huh? Yeah, well, yes and no. I well, like I okay, I, okay, I have okay. takes on it, but like you know, I it's more it's more that I'm kind of befuddled that we're already here. So, um, but okay. I do want to start though with Anthony Davis, and uh, I do hope that you have an opinion on him. Otherwise, this show be- <laughs> becomes the lowdown. <laughs> um, today's show is also, by the way, brought to you by Sleeper, the Sleeper app. They have been super great to the show, super great to the network. 
Um, use that promo code LA Lounge. I'm going to show it right here. Boom! Oh. LA Lounge to get up to $100 back on your first or, or a, a $100 deposit match if you use that promo code LA Lounge. Again, that is a sleeper app. More on them here in a little while. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about Anthony Davis. And so last night, I thought he played maybe one of, if not the worst game of his career. Like it's got to be, it's got to be pretty high up there, right? Um, had only six field goal attempts before he re-entered the fourth quarter um, in what was essentially like a fake comeback. It was a weird version of garbage time. Um, and you know, I thought not only was was he non-existent on the offensive side of the ball, he was also um, ineffective in trying to stop Demontis Sabonis, somebody who is who he has had success against before. Um, there have been a lot of mistake uh, excuses made for him. Right, he didn't look right, he didn't feel right. He he was trying to go because of some narrative that about him missing time and how it isn't fair to. To, to him to blah 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 um but you know and that and that was the what drove me kind of in, you know, insane on one side of it and then on the other side of it right and i would say I, I was probably pretty close to the other end of the spectrum here i don't think i went so far as to say like like Lil Wayne the other day said that you can't win a championship or the lakers won't be able to win a championship until they trade anthony davis I don't mean- agree I mean, disagree. The Lakers just won a championship not too long ago with <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis on the team. Well, I mean, look, if there's anywhere that I um that I would ever go for my sports information, it's yeah. Lil Wayne. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you know package deal with uh with Skip. Yeah. Another person that I just, you know, I cannot get my sports takes without, you know, looking up what he said about stuff first. Um, actually I, I probably shouldn't even make that joke because Harrison would probably levy that criticism against me. Um, <laughs> saying that I am like Anthony Davis to skip Bayless. Um, but no, I, I, I thought last night, I thought last night was, was that kind of lightning rod game that for those who want to criticize Anthony Davis, are going to pounce on that game and that game alone to make some grander statement about, his like legacy and all of that stuff. I'm not really willing to go that far. What I did say coming off of the game last night, I do stand by it is that I don't think he can be, I think he's talented enough to be the best player on a championship team. And I think when the Lakers won the championship, there were stretches where he was their best player. But in terms of like being the guy, being the absolute, you know, best player, no LeBron present, uh, type of player to win a championship. I don't think I think he's talented enough. I don't think he has that kind of mentality in him. I, I I think there's there's a level of meanness that I think you have to have in your in in your system to be a center. And I don't think Anthony Davis is that kind of mean. And uh, you know, and and and, and like it's kind of weird that that is a a knock, right? Uh, I, I think Anthony Davis is too nice to be a a bona fide super duper star in the way that I think his talent and, and what I given what I expect of him and that talent, I just don't think he's that guy. Um, and, and, and that was like, you know, last night kind of explained or, or, or displayed some of why I think that I don't think those kinds of players are capable of that kind of bad game where he just doesn't play. But last night, man, like, and the response to it, it was all, it's been a really frustrating 24 hours and, and, and I don't know why we can't just I don't know why we can't just say, man, he he played poorly last night. I don't know why we have to immediately jump to, oh, he was hurt. He was tired. He was this. He was that. Man, he's playing next to a 39-year-old LeBron James who played in the same he, he in, in the same first night of a back-to-back the night before, too. Like I I don't know why why we do this with Anthony Davis on one end of the spectrum, but then I also don't know why we get so stupid about him on the other. Um, I am not a parent. Um, you obviously are. Um, my uh, my stepdad, when he when uh, when I was young, when he kind of came into my life, he was incredibly strict and incredibly hard on us, and was a big yeller and all of that. Mm. Um, and I obviously don't have kids, but you know, I don't I don't discipline anyone else's kids in front of them if their parents are around. But you know, like when my when I'm in charge of my niece and nephew. 
Mm -hmm. I'm in some respects, my sister is 15 years younger than me. So in some respects, I'm, you know, a little bit of a, of a parent dad to her. And the thing that used to frustrate me with, about my stepfather, and, and we're actually very close now because he's gotten in his older age, he's gotten a lot gentler and a lot softer. Yeah, grandchildren so, do that. Like I, my, um, my dad is a completely different person now that he has Avery and Miles in his life. So the only thing that used to frustrate me, and I promise I, I will connect this to Anthony Davis here in a second, mm -hmm. is that what used to frustrate me is whatever whatever parenting tactic you take, if you're a yeller and a screamer and there's all that passion, when I fuck something up, then when I do something right, I want to hear the same passion. Yeah. Or otherwise, there has to be that balance. So yeah. And for Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis has had already, you know, whatever the Lakers are now, what, 12 games in, I think it is. And for about eight of those, Anthony Davis has been the destroyer of worlds. Um, and for one of them, he, you know, kind of kind of missed. For two of them, he's just been damn good. And then he got his ass kicked last night. Don, mm -hmm. Demonis Sabonis kicked his ass last night. He yeah. was lethargic. He didn't look right. Uh, he looked low energy. He had. He looked like he didn't want to be out there. LeBron sucked at the beginning too. Um, and I don't know that the. I mean, we always look for reasons and excuses. Well, in fairness, LeBron scored twenty first half points though. No, no, no. Uh, what I say, he's LeBron was was terrible at the beginning, and then he was mm -hmm. incredible after that. Yeah. My my point is like the energy from those two at the beginning just like it just didn't look right. Um yes, it was the second night of a back-to-back, -back, but to be fair, the Lakers kicked Memphis ass on Tuesday night and so those guys played 20 something minutes. So it's not the full complement of minutes. That maybe is part of the reason. There are just some times there are some games where you just don't have it. Um mm -hmm. individual players and collectively. And for the Lakers, maybe it was the second night of a back-to-back -back thing. Um, maybe AD is not feeling great. I mean, there were definitely times where he was, he was reaching, um, you know, for, for injured areas, it looked like, but it's also possible that it was just one of those nights. Um, and in the NBA, like there's a, like a saying in the NBA, right? There's 82 games in an NBA season. I, uh, maybe I guess two teams are going to have 83 this year, but in the 82 games in a regular season, there's five games a year where it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to lose. And there's five games where it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to win. And so maybe this was just one of those games that the Lakers just didn't have it. Right. And, and I didn't think it was a fake comeback. I actually thought it was, it was important that the Lakers fought back, um, and like made it competitive um, and showed that fight when they just didn't have it last night. So my, my I guess my point is, I don't, I don't, if like, if fine, if people are going to like yell about Anthony Davis and whatever narratives there are and whatever people think are his foibles and whatever he does wrong. And if you're going to yell about, not you specifically, if you're going to yell about how bad he was last night, then I think to be intellectually honest about it, you have to yell about how good he's been all those other nights. And people yeah. don't do that. They just wait until he has one of those nights and they use it as confirmation bias. See, I told you Anthony Davis isn't this or can't that or is always this. And it isn't true. It's just it's just not true. I, I have one criticism of AD. That's it. I think there have been times where he has come into the season where he does not look like he has put his best ever forward during the off season to be ready for the season. That's mm -hmm. it. The injuries, the injuries are what they are. Um, I can, here's what I can, here's from knowing him. I mean, I, like, I don't know him, know him, but I'm around him. What I can tell you is, and if you, if you ask anybody around the team, if you ask, you know, any of former coaches, current coaches, and you gave them true serum, they would say Anthony Davis is actually one of the most competitive dudes on the team. He Anthony Davis cares. He doesn't like yell and scream at teammates. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't often like flex on opponents and yell and scream and is real demonstrative. But AD gives a fuck. AD like cares as much as anybody. Yeah. So yeah, I mean AD has had trouble staying healthy, but like I don't know. I think it's unfair unless unless what unless people are suggesting 
that he's sitting out games that he can play or he is not doing whatever work is necessary. He's not working as hard as he can to come back to play and is being like lazy about his rehab. I don't know what there is to blame a player for getting hurt. Like it just like people get hurt. Some guys are, some guys are more injury prone than other. I'm more injury prone than anyone I know. Right. It's like <laughs> some people's bodies are just built in a certain way that they get injured more often than others. All right. I, here's where it gets a little tricky. Cause I agree that like, you know, the injury aspect of it is, is tough. Um, I do think there is a sliding scale in, uh, in regards to, uh, pain tolerance, right? Okay. Like, um, I, here's an example. Well, you look yes, at there it, is a sliding scale. Different humans have different pain tolerances. Yeah. Well, Correct. no, and, and I'm, I'm using, I'm, I'm going to try to, and, and I, again, I, I want to be absolutely clear. I am not called like it, <laughs> even using my analysis here and saying that there are, are, are there are uh, sliding scales to pain tolerance. Anthony Davis's and every NBA players is like significantly. <laughs> I am not on the same scale. So I'm not calling him like soft by human being standpoint or, or uh, uh, you know, by, 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 just by, uh, I'm just, I'm not calling him soft. Um, I think there are some players in the NBA who deal a little bit better with pain. And I, I do think like, what, as an example, that? You're, you're right. Some, but what makes you say that Anthony Davis is one of the players that I'm about to say it. I'm about to say pain it. Tolerance. Okay. Um, I, so, um, if you look at Anthony Davis and you look at Nikola Jokic and you, and I asked you like, Hey man, which guy do you think would run like a faster mile or which guy do you think could run a little bit longer than the other? Um, almost every single person in, in on on the face of the planet would say, "AD." Especially if you had no context, you just like, "Yeah, that guy could just run forever." Compared to the guy who's currently breathing hard out of his mouth, I think Anthony Davis is probably going to run a little bit further. Um, mm -hmm. Except he he doesn't, right? Like you watch those two guys play, and every time Jokic sees that AD contested an offensive rebound, what does Jokic do? He sprints down the court. And he does it all game. He did it all series against the Lakers. And he just like, he knows that guy has, you know, in the past shown a uh, proclivity to like, you know, not exactly hustle back on defense. And that's in the scouting report. It's something that he has figured out. And I think that like that, ability, that is in the Lakers, not Anthony Davis specifically. That is in the Lakers scouting. Report. Sure. Sure. But like, I think, I think, cause I think Jokic understands and you and I would both admit, right. That AD of everybody else in the NBA who could guard Jokic in a one-on-one -on -one setting, AD is uh, equipped about as well as anybody to do it. Right. Sure. And even that, and even in that regard, uh, Jokic is going to get the better of him because Jokic is just that good. But I think also, Jokic looks at AD and is like, well, I could compete against him in the half court where he's fairly well equipped to, to deal with me down there. Or I could just beat him down the court where sometimes he loves back and, and I can get the ball at the front of the rim and, and the tallest person next to me is going to be like Rui Hachimura, right? And I'm going to try to finish it that way. And, 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 I, and this, is where, this is where like the pain tolerance thing is, is, is a thing because like running sucks, man. Like there's a reason I stopped. <laughs> You know, and, and I think like uh, running and, and running through fatigue, I think that is a version of, you know, dealing with pain tolerance. Your body is telling you one thing and you, and, and your mind kind of has to ignore those instincts and play through it and push through that fatigue and push through that pain and still be effective. And I think sometimes when AD is dealing with pain in some way, shape or form, he allows it to affect the, the rest of his game. And, and now in, in, in ways that um, other players might not. And, and here's where I would also say as a disclaimer, even to that though, is that like AD probably asks more of his body than any other player in the NBA with what he has to do defensively. Right. Um, and, and in that case, like, of course he would feel you know, little tweaks and bruises and, and, and bumps a little bit more than maybe the, the typical player because of everything that he's asking his body to do. And at that size, what he is asking his body to do. Like, I, I, 
I, I want to be absolutely clear. This isn't a criticism. It's just it's just something that I've I've noted. And you know, last night while the game was going on, like here's here's a comment from from Inside Out three three two eight. Right, he was grabbing his hip the whole yeah. game. Come on, I mean, man. yeah. At least I I noticed it for the first time midway through the first quarter. But but like the trainers almost never like came out and spoke to him. He was sitting there on the bench. He didn't have an extra like heat pad on it. Didn't get extra wrapping. Never went back to the locker room. Like we can just say. We can just say that was a bad game and we don't have to like, we don't have to try to find explanations for it. Right. It's Occam's razor. Sometimes the explanation is just that he didn't have it that night. Sometimes the, 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 the most logical and, and the most sensible. The, the, sim- um, the simplest answer is all the, all things being equal. The simplest answer is most likely to be correct. Yeah. And, and I think in this case, I think that the simplest answer last night was he just didn't have it. He didn't show up, you know, and, and, where I would say and where I take that next step in my analysis of Anthony Davis's game is where I say a team with championship aspirations, best player can't have that low a basement, that low a floor, right? That's where, that's where I would, I would extend the, uh, the, the analysis out a step further. I'm not saying, and by the way, being the second best player on a damn good championship team is in and of itself, a hell of an accomplishment, right? And and in terms of just talent, he is one of the most talented players I have and or will ever see. <laughs> Especially he's also, in the defensive he's side. also already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So like it, it, like the, the notion that it is a, a a you know some harsh 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 criticism of him to say I don't think that guy can be you know that guy on a championship team because those guys don't tend to have that bad a game. Um, it, you know, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's unfair. I don't think it's, uh, you know, and, and, and that's kind of you know, literally what this, what this video on YouTube is, is, is called, right. What is fair in terms of expectations for Anthony Davis? Because, you know, if I, to, to use your analysis a second ago, if we are going to like when when he won the championship with the Lakers, people, you know, Lakers fans were putting him up in that like elite category of center. If if that's how we react to, you know, really, 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 really good games and really good stretches, then we also have to turn around and say, well, that fell well short of those expectations. So where do those sit for you? Uh, where do the expectations sit? Mm hmm. Um, I think this thing about AD being the best player on the team, I mean, he probably was the Lakers best player last year and he has been the Lakers best player this year. Um, is AD good enough to be the best player on a championship team? Yes. In my opinion. Um, good enough or talented enough? No, good enough. Okay. Like he's like, <laughs> oh, for sure. he's like leads the NBA in blocks. He's right there in rebounds. He's scoring 20, whatever points a night. I mean, you know, he has like he, he has a bunch of like 19 and 16 and six assists and four block games and three steal like already this year. Yeah. Um, I think that I do think that he like physically isn't feeling great. Um, I do think that that contributed to his poor play last night. I also think that he just had a, the team in general, but he and LeBron to start the game just didn't have the right focus, energy, effort. And a team is going to take those cues specifically from their best players, from their stars. And so that bled over into the rest of the team. Um, It has been a problem in first quarters. I don't think it's, I think it's been more of an execution problem generally in first quarters than it's been like a focus and effort thing. But there have been times where the Lakers just have not had the necessary effort, right? And, desperation you know i would say you can't fake desperate they didn't have it yesterday they didn't have it in houston um but i do think that like with the right build around him yeah i think i think he can be the best player on a championship team my reason in saying i do think there was more to it than just he just i mean i do think yes he just had a bad game um but i do think it was also like focus not focus effort and energy um 
and a little bit of injury. The reason why I say those two things are because, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, he was terrible last night. And I guess by definition, this game is his floor or something like his floor. But to say that, you know, a player of that that's good enough to win a championship as the best player can't have games like this. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they're hurt, they can't. But then, so my response to that is, and this is what we, I was saying in the arena last night, because he didn't look right. He wasn't moving well, and he de- kept grabbing at it. And the trainers did come over and talk to him, and he kind of just pushed him away. So if you are obviously diminished, and you're not feeling well, and that's a contributing factor for you to be detrimental to the team, then you got to sit down. The yeah. problem for that is I know that he knows what is said about him and that he is soft and that he's always hurt and he's soft and he all, he's always falling down and he's always sitting out, you know, in street clothes or whatever it's called, you know, street clothes, AD or Anthony day to day, David, whatever. So he knows that and he hears that and he knows that. And I, my guess is I have not spoken with him about this, yesterday or today my guess is he was trying to play through something he maybe shouldn't have been playing through because he's trying to prove something he's trying to change that and he was a detriment to the team last night um because he wasn't to me he didn't look a ready to play he didn't look emotionally invested and he didn't look physically right so i would you know, I'm with all four of him starting. Of course, he's going to start the game. But then after the first few minutes, he's summoning right here. And the other part problem is for a team that's like not emotionally up for a game and not ready to play, Sacramento is not who you want because De'Aaron Fox is going to run the ball down your throat. He's one of the fastest guys in the, in the NBA. And Sabonis is a beast, you know, and he's going to be, he's going to, he's physical. He's going to be beating you up and pushing on you. And if you're not ready to go, then that's not the matchup you want. And he did like Sabonis just pushed AD around all night. Um, And Sabonis like Joker is a problem for the Lakers and for AD in some ways, because of the way about the stuff with him getting back. Um, You know, Sabonis is a guy that can get the ball off the rim and handle the offense, dribble it up himself. So that can lead to problems with offensive rebounding. You don't want to crash the glass too much because then you're giving up transition stuff the other way. So I think the Lakers strategically have not been going to the offensive glass that much because they know that the transition defense is a problem. But you're, you're right. AD has had a tendency at times to say, like, where you look at the film and you go, wait a second, why is this dude beating you down the court? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was happening last night. Some of it happens when AD's at his best. It was happening last night, and Sabonis should not be winning any foot races against AD. But um, I do think – so that also makes me think, because of how often that was happening, that did that was another reason I think that, like, physically he just wasn't quite right. It happens. Yeah, I, and look, you know, to your point, the night before – the uh, you know the, the the title of the recap show that Raj did was how I you know I said he absolutely dominated Jaron Jackson Jr. because he yeah. did right he did. and he 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 played a brilliant game in that one and it's what makes the game like he had last night stand out in the way that it did right and and again like I do legitimately I, I like I like watching Anthony Davis play basketball I like that he is a Los Angeles Laker. I hell, I even like the guy, you know, and what little I know about him. He seems extremely yeah, I thoughtful. Yeah. I think I he's I, I think he's a funny guy. I think mm-hmm. uh he he is very self-aware um in 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 kind of unique ways. And I think sometimes that that kind of lends itself to some of what I'm talking about, right? Like you have to be to dominate a sport at that level in, in the way that like the greats do the you know the players who were top five in the nba consistently and and during their time you have to be a freaking serial killer man like you had you had there there has to be something like not quite right in the head for you to like go out there and dominate and like for shaq all right to kimmy for you for you to make for you to make the nba you have that too but then even even further yeah even further like you know to 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 dominate and like i 
Dikembe Mutombo was a legitimate, like, legitimately one of the best human beings, period, right? Like, he is just a delight. He's a funny dude. One of my favorite sports stories ever is how he would walk when he was playing at, what was it, Georgetown, right? Yes. He, he, would, uh, he would walk into Georgetown parties, and one of the players convinced him, like, hey, man, here's what you got to say when you walk through yeah, the doors. I've like, forgotten about that. That is funny. Who wants to sex Dikembe? You know, and it's just like, it's just, I, I, you know, that is the, that is Dikembe Mutombo. Shaq for an entire series put his elbow square in that dude's face over and over and over again, and I think, uh, I, I think like there has to be like there, Shaq was that kind of a nutcase, that kind of a, a of a, a, and you even see it now where he's still competitive, where he talks about his legacy, right? Um, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that's that's still going to carry forward here, and I think. Again, I'm not. I, I swear to God, I'm not meaning this. I'm not levying this as criticism against Anthony Davis in, in the way that I think it comes off as. But I do sometimes wonder if he has that kind of homicidal maniac to him on both sides of the court. We know he has it, I think, defensively, but I don't necessarily feel it always offensively. Jason Kelly here with a uh, super comment. Uh, the standard for AD is to replace LeBron. That's what we traded for. He showed he could in the bubble and hasn't since. He uh, he be a top five player AD. That is fair. I mean, um, top five players. I just I you know I I he's talented enough. But like I said, that 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 mentality. I just I you know you watch Jokic man. He just he just he just wears on every single person he plays against. Watch LeBron. When he gets out in transition, he's sticking his elbow in somebody's face while he's going to go for that layup. Every time he's going to do it, you know, those like Kawhi Leonard people legitimately wondered if he has like human emotions because he was that kind of a killer for as long as he was but, while he was okay. healthy. Yeah, but but all of those guys. So this is what another thing I always say about AD. Yeah. Like AD can't be AD is like a wide receiver, right? Like AD can't be a top five player in the world, right? Like a wide receiver can't be a top five player in the world if their quarterback's not getting the ball. Anthony Davis offensively is a dependent player. He is not an offensive creator. You can give it to him a little bit in the mid post and, you know, he has good skill. Like for for a center, for a guy of his size, he's a good ball handler. His passing has been a little better this year too. But that's not his game, right? You can throw it to him in the post. They do some of that. But Anthony Davis is not a guy that's just going to get the ball at the top of the key and create offense, right? All the other guys that you're talking about are guys that have the ball in their hands to start possessions all the time. And Anthony Davis is a dependent player. And so you were saying about all these dudes who, you know, are like elbowing people in the face as they go out and drives. Okay, so... The, the the comment there was, you know, AD, it's fair, AD, be, be one of the top five players in the world. And so you're listing off, you know, some of the best guys. But that's leaving some of them out. That's cherry picking, right? Like, whoever you think the top five scorers are, or I mean, top five players in the league are, I wouldn't say Anthony Davis is there right now. I would say he's close, but I don't think he's there right now. Not all of them are, like, guys that are elbowing people in the face on drives and are, like, I mean, they're all very com- completely competitive, like psychopaths. That's true. Yeah. But they're not like physically imposing, like KD's not like that, right? Steph's not like that. Luca's kind of, kind of. So I, I think like, I don't know that that's a, that's a, like, I agree with you that to be as good as you have to be like a maniac, you have to be an insane person to be that good and anything really, but you have to be an insane person because you have to be an insane person, insanely competitive, maniacal nut job just to make the NBA. And then to dominate those maniacal, like crazy person nut job, you do have to be at like a different level of insanity. I agree with that, but I don't know. I think it's tough to like measure that. And it's tough to, you know, like have have like physicality and like borderline like i'm gonna beat you up dirtiness you know i'm elbowing you as i get through here i don't know if that's like a fair metric to to determine that uh jason kelly again with a super comment shouts to jason kelly yeah yeah, yeah, keep them coming 
if we hadn't already seen him be a top five player when he was in the bubble, then I, I wouldn't think it's fair. We've already seen him do it. Thanks, guys. No, and here's the only no, no, he, we haven't. Okay. We haven't seen him do it. What we saw him do, because he's a better defensive player now than he was then, which is saying a lot because he was great then. The difference, what we saw then was an uptick, in his, an uptick in his scoring because every jumper he shot went in. That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. If AD and AD, AD's not a shooter. He just isn't. He is. He looks like his jump shot looks good. It just doesn't go in. Yeah. And I actually do. Do we talk about this on the show? Raj was over. Uh, I don't know. A few weeks ago, he said like he does anybody. Yeah, have we were watching the opener, right? Yeah, in. I got bullied yeah. into like cooking uh, for the for uh, the season opener, and he was saying, and I keep looking like it's the most beautiful jump shot that never goes in. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he has a, a, a bit of a hitch. I think his hand, his elbow can sometimes creep into the, his body and it creates like this kind of offset. You're um, giving me accident. the Joakim, Joakim Noah, like rotation of the earth jumper? No, it's just like, it's, it's all right. So if you want your, if you want your, your backspin to go square over itself, right? Like yes, Ray Allen know. has like the purest <laughs> backspin in the history of the sport. Ray, Ray, um, Ray shot was pretty pure. So basically, like, you know, one way that you can do that is if you if you fully align your your your, you know, your elbow and your shoulder and the, and the shooting side of your body and it's all in line together when you release it, you're going to you're going to have that true rotation. And I think sometimes 80s elbow creeps in a little bit and when he releases it, he actually releases it kind of at a bit of an angle. So it'll it'll it, it's not it's not like, you know, Joe Kim Noah, where it's like a, a tornado. It's like it's like yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit like that. Know, getting, think, a knuckle, getting a Phil Necro knuckleballs up at the rim, <laughs> dude. I'm pla- I played with this a guy. Anthony Irwin shot doctor. Is this the new segment on the show? <laughs> it was the only thing I was good at in in basketball. It's the only thing I remain at least like decent at. We have our little like Avery has a little basket that I think I shoot more on than than she does. It's an addiction when you get okay at it. But but like. Uh, I played it. I played pickup with a guy when I was growing up. He was an older guy, and I swear I don't know how he did it. It was the weirdest thing because you know his shot looked okay, like his shot looked fine, but then he would release it, and it was a straight knuckleball. I don't. I to this day, and I used to. I used to like pull him aside, like, dude, how are you doing that? Like, how, not that you wanted. Not that I want anybody who I was coaching to do it like that. There is like, only there are only two ways that's possible. Such novelty. I'm like, why are, are you two doing that? that? There are only two ways that's possible. One is <laughs> it's coming off his palm and not his fingertips. And the other is if he's shooting it with uh assuming he's right-handed, if he's shooting it with too much left hand on the ball. Those are the only yeah, two he ways. He was left-handed, but he, he Okay, did. so then he's got too much of his right hand on the offset. Yeah. Only two ways it's possible. Um all right. So, uh somebody All right, never worry 24. Avery gets mentioned every stream. I, I don't think you have kids because That's they a goddamn like... child. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I'm telling you, every other thought once you have kids are about your kids. Like, every I other... bring up his kids like every third show. What? Is, what? <laughs> All right. We Let's talk see. about that, which is most important to us in life, which is. <laughs> Why Anthony Davis and Avery, which is why basketball, alcohol, and you know what? I'm not going to mention the third thing, but <laughs> that comes up because I'm we're honest about our lives on this show. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's let's take a quick second here, pay a couple bills, and um, I do this. This segment is going to be brought to you again by Sleeper. Boom! Look at that graphic right good, on the that's thing. Yeah, good, good graphic work there. Uh, LA Lounge is the promo code where you can use on the Sleeper app to get up to $100 back as a deposit match on Sleeper. I also while we have been talking grabbed a a quick little, you know, a quick little uh, gander into Gander Gandalf yeah, a, a little sure. preview a preview of what the uh of what the little oh, app you took, looks a, like, took right? a little look did you yeah so so basically and i've been on it i've been i've been doing this i've been playing the daily fantasy but you can see it you know right there where you have more or less than 11 and a half rebounds for bam you have more or less than four and a half 
uh, threes for Clay Thompson under. You have more or I mean, less than. <laughs> there's no, there's no Steph and there's no Dre, so he, Clay's going to get him up. I can promise you yeah, that. I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't know you if they're going in because they haven't more... been going in yet, but he's going to get him up. And the cool thing about this, uh, w- about the way that Sleeper does this, is you can actually link your picks together, and you can kind of have that multiplying factor on them, so that you can you can improve the odds that you get if enough of these hit back to back to back to back. So again. Let's use this promo code again one more time. Bang! Up to a hundred dollar deposit match. LA Lounge is the promo code that you want. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna go rip off these ones here. So Bam Autobio, more or less than 11 and a half rebounds. I'm gonna go. They're playing Brooklyn. It's gonna be one of those kind of up and down games. I'm gonna go more. Clay Thompson, more uh or less than four and a half threes. I'm gonna go. Less. I, I just don't think he can throw a pee in the ocean right now. Um, more or less than nine and a half assists for Chris Paul. That'll go more. I'll, 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 I'll play around with that one a little bit. Um, more or less than 14 and a half points for Andrew Wiggins. Less. He's been trashed this year. All right. He has been an abomination. <laughs> he's been like I think he's averaging. I think he's averaging under eight points a game. He has been really, really, really bad this year. So, again, let's use this. Let's show this one more time. The Sleeper app, you see that cool little logo up top, Sleeper, get up to $100 in deposit match if you use the promo code LA Lounge. Uh, you can follow me on there at Anthony or in LA. Put that back up. Hold on. Put that what? back up. One you were time. talking about the logo, so I started looking at the logo. Is that an alien in a football helmet Christmas tree ornament? Is that what that is? Uh, I think it's like an, I think it's just like a straight up alien. I, I think oh, it's, okay. I think it's Tyreek Hill. Cause he, he, you know, he's an alien on the football field. The stuff that All he right. does is out of this world. Um, but yeah, I, I am on there. <laughs> that was awful. Zero out of 10. That was awful. Um, he, he could follow me on the sleeper at app. At Anthony Irwin LA, you can check out the 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 stats that I'm choosing, the entries that I'm putting in there, and we can uh, go out there and win a little bit of money together. Great on payouts too. I, I had to pay out a little bit the other night to pay for Avery's donuts. It was uh, it was phenomenal. Well, Apologies you the again. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I did I did not. Um, all right, <laughs> you bet negatively on all. You bet the under on all the Lakers guys. I mean, I, you, you probably would have done pretty well if you bet the unders on on uh, Anthony Davis last night. Um, all right, so let's talk. Uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk about, Aaron, and we can do this kind of quickly here because it's 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 mostly just me wanting to rant about like what my mentions have looked like for the last twenty four hours or so. But mm-hmm. I tweeted out the other uh, this morning, basically that. Um, I keep seeing some version of, boy, the Pacers sure flee Sacramento for Halliburton. And I think that's the perfect modern NBA take. It completely ignores uh, the team's uh, king success last year because Halley puts up great numbers. We'll never, ever learn or we never learn LOL. And um, I want to be clear. I'm not like I'm not just saying that Halliburton just puts up great numbers. I really like his game. I really wanted uh, and was thrilled to watch. Austin Reeves tamper a little bit when they played together on, on, on the FIBA team. Um, I, 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 I legitimately understand why people would look at that trade and say, wow, they got the younger, better player. Therefore they must have absolutely fleeced the Indiana Pacers in that trade. Ha ha Kings. And it's like, okay, but I mean, I just watched DeMontis Sabonis last night and I've watched him since he got to Sacramento he helped revitalize a franchise that hadn't made the playoffs in 16 years before last year. They were an abomination of an organization for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And, and I do kind of want, I don't, I don't think that the, the, you know, De'Aaron Fox wins the uh, inaugural, uh, inaugural uh, clutch player of the year award last year. I don't think he would be the same player if Halliburton was there. I don't think Halliburton would be the same player that, he has been to this point since he left. I also don't think that like two tiny point guards in your backcourt is a way to win at the highest levels. 
do I, you know, maybe could they have gotten a little bit better return on Halliburton given what he's done to this point? Maybe, but Sabatis has been, been, been uh, Sabatis, Demontis Sabonis has been really good since he got to Sacramento and they, and they made a put the playoffs and, and they like the beam on, on games that they win. It's a cool culture that they have going on there. And I, I just, I feel like dumping on the Kings for that trade really ignores all of that stuff. And, and it just kind of like, it just really highlights to me how at this point in NBA and Twitter discourse, the point apparently is to max, you know, is to, is to maximize assets and it's to, you know, get the most individual stats and it's to do all these things. But for some reason, we always ignore like the super duper important part winning. We did it with James Harden where like people were considering him as good and or better according to some people than Kobe. And it's like, sure. If all you're looking at is his individual stats and his individual efficiencies, maybe, but like, there's a lot more to it. And you look at Kobe, what he did in terms of winning over his career, and you compare it to Harden and what winning he hasn't done in his career. It's like, what, what should be the point here? And, and I, I just thought like the, the, the response to that trade and the response to that tweet have really been pretty eye opening in like where I think we've aired. But what, what do you think about the, the topic? Um, Halliburton is better than Sabonis. Um, but I agree that, doesn't take in that that not your statement but the response that you know somebody somebody flees somebody it doesn't take into account any nuance and a lot of the nuance you mentioned um at this is also like we're at the time the trade happens it's different than now um i agree that halliburton probably wouldn't be i mean he has the ball in his hands all the time in yeah. indiana and he's great right he is he is probably, I mean, he's still not a good defensive player, but he is definitely one of the top 10 and maybe one of the top five offensive players in the league because they don't have a ton of offensive talent other than him. Um, and so he's just kind of taking guys and is, has the best offense in the league. I think he has a, I mean, I always yell at people on Twitter. I don't yell at people, but I always remind people on Twitter that offensive rating and defensive rating are not individual stats, but the Pacers have, I think, like a 127 offensive rating when he's on the floor. Um, but I think the Kings are happy with it, too. My my issue with it is, you know, the the fleecing part. Um, I think it's fine if you want to give if you want to give the Pacers an A, fine. If you want to say the Pacers won the trade, fine. But the fleecing is acting like this is just like a D minus for the Kings or an F for the Kings. And that's just not true. You know, if it's maybe it's a B for the Kings, maybe it's a B plus for the Kings, whatever. I, it's fine to say Indiana won the trade, but like it's not a huge gap. Demonis Bonus is a damn good player too. So I just think I just think the fleecing implies like there have been some fleecing trades in the NBA. Yeah, this is not one of them. I mean, the Lakers have benefited from fleecing trades. You know. <laughs> But no, that's got, well, here's the thing. That's, they got Paugasol for a bag I know, of peanuts. At the I know, time. but that no, they didn't. I know. I, I mean, things Marcus change. Marcus sure. is an all-time great player. I mean, like, yeah. he's an all-time great. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, all-time great is maybe too strong, but I Marcus is probably a Hall of Famer too. So, yeah. like, okay, I don't. I think it's like again the. That we'd give these trade grades at the time always, and then yeah. that's going to change right now. And if you know, four years from now, it'll be different again. You know, also it also doesn't take into account the money. You know, and like what was Indiana? You know, did they want to pay Sabonis? They wanted to get rid of him. He didn't fit with um, with Miles awesome. Turner. Mm -hmm. So like, there's all kinds of nuance, right? Like Halliburton, as you said, is not going to fit. Is not going to develop um, without the ball in his hands. Are the Kings going to want to pay that next deal for somebody who needs the ball all the time? And they have a guy who has the ball all the time. So I, I think the, the nuance is lost. Of course, it's Twitter. So well, you're not going to get a lot is, of nuance. This is reductive, you know, but it's like, it's hard because like somebody even made the point today in my mentions, like Halliburton has changed the trajectory of the, of the franchise. It's like, okay, y'all won 35 games last year. No, 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 he has. 
But that, but Demonis Sabonis had nothing to do with the other but, team. Wait, no, he has changed. Yeah, no, he was he was hurt. He was hurt a lot though. I know, but but like sure, but like. But that ignores the fact that Demonis Sabonis has had something to do with changing the trajectory of the yeah, teams too. That's 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 more my point. It's just like like if you want to say that that has changed things over there, fine, I guess. But like more tangibly, they made the playoffs for the first time in almost two decades last year. <laughs> You know, ask any Kings fan, and and this is the part of it that, um, you know, you mentioned trade grades and 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 like the Im- immediate demand for analysis at you know right when a trade happens is is one of the things that like I understand why people do it. it. It gets good engagement, and I think there are very smart people who do it really well. But I would also say like, you know, we can revisit. <laughs> we can. <laughs> no, I, like, I think it's, it's fine like, to do you as get, long like, as you're willing to you know, two or three years later, you yeah. know, stand on what you said and say, oh, okay, you know, this surprised me or I was right about this. I was wrong about this. Here's how I would yeah. read it now. And then you do it another two years later, right? And see, because there's going to be fluctuations in it. That's What, what that's if Halliburton got right. What if Halliburton, I mean, they, uh, there's only two games tonight, but what if Halliburton, whatever the, the Pacers play next, God forbid, I hope not, right? I got, but like suffer some serious injury. That changes it, right? Does that yeah. retroactively make it smarter for the Kings because they could forecast him getting hurt in November of 2023. No, the Celtics sure seem to do that a lot, but I didn't say that. Who said that? Why would anybody say that? All right, let's, um, <laughs> God, I need some onion cognac. Did I bite my lip? Like literally bite you my literally lip. You literally just bit your lip. Are you okay? Are you bleeding? No, 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 no. I don't think so. <laughs> you just start like you're gonna start talking like Rocky Balboa. Adrian, coach, cut me. Um, <laughs> but so let's wrap on. Let's wrap. I, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. I, I frankly, like, honestly, the Anthony Davis aspect of this was was the topic I wanted to spend the most. Oh, time I wanted on. to make one other point on that. Yeah, yeah go I for may. it. I think the Lakers issue. The, the Lakers' biggest issue and why the Lakers have just looked mediocre, um, they have had guys play well. You know, the guys, the guys that they need to play well have played well. They just haven't had them play well together has been, like, the weird part of it. Obviously, the injuries and the shooting and the perimeter defense. But, like, there have been stretches. AD's been great for almost the entire year. LeBron's been pretty damn good, too. LeBron, like, yeah. all that's like, maybe this is for LeBron. No, it's not. Crazy. Um, and D'Lo and Austin were both bad to start the year and have had some pretty good moments since and some not as great moments since. I think the biggest Lakers problem has been they can't get those four guys playing well together. Yeah. And I don't – it's not necessarily a scheme thing. It's not necessarily a fit thing. Um, I think it it's more of just fine. kind of like – I think it's more just – I think it's more just like randomness fine. through the season and, and variances. So I do think the Lakers have looked mediocre because – they haven't had more than two of their best guys play well together at any given time, which means your other two best guys are not playing well enough, which means you're mediocre. Yeah. Um, all right. The last thing I wanted to, to touch on really quickly, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, is uh, the, the, the rumors swirling around Zach Levine in Chicago um, and how we have already reached, apparently, with Chicago. Everything is fast with, with that organization right now. They had a team meeting the first night of the season. Oh, they right have, after the first game, right? Yeah, yeah. Now they're now they're already leaking that they're ready to move on from Zach Levine um, all of 10 games later. Um, something that we all could have seen coming back in the summer when they probably should have moved on from Zach Levine in that core. Um, and so now, I guess, Levine and the Bulls have decided that it is in everybody's best interest to move on from Levine. Problem no, is, no, 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 no. Let's be specific. They said they are both open to it. They didn't say it's. They didn't haven't decided anything yet. They uh, said they said they are both. The, the 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 report said that they were both open to it. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that you know that is spin for we're done with each other. So, um, I think in in the issue with with that becoming public now. Is that like half of the league can't be traded until December 15th and in some date range uh, sometime thereafter. And, 
you know, unless in, you know, I think Shams Karania reported that a trade could be coming in short order. Um, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily think Wait, that can did that happen. I didn't see that. Yeah. He said, he said like in, in one of his videos, he was like, yeah, we, oh, you know, yeah. there could be, there could be a trade, you know, coming relatively quickly. And it's like, oh, well, all right, well, relatively quickly, there's enough disclaimers here that uh-huh. he's pretty, all he's liars. pretty well protected yep. no matter how it, how it plays out. But, um, you know, and, and, and right now, right now, the conversation as it pertains to the Lakers, because according to Jovan Buha of The Athletic, um, friend of the show, Jovan Buha, uh, the Lakers do have some interest in Zach Levine. They've had interest for years in DeMar DeRozan. And obviously, I think the way he phrased it, uh, that, you know, bringing up the Alex Caruso debacle is kind of a thorny subject within the organization. And, um, you know, if I was to if I was to rank those three guys in terms of interest, I would probably go with Caruso, Levine, DeRozan. Um, it's not that I'm I'm flat out against DeRozan or, or uh, Levine. I'm, I'm pretty against DeRozan. Um, I'm not flat out against Levine, and I'm all for bringing Caruso back. Here, we're we're already doing this thing though, where like all day today people have been debating whether it should be Reeves or D'Angelo Russell, who should be traded for him. And it's like, you know, is, is Levine worth? Cause it would take more than D'Angelo Russell, right? It might take the, the contract of Rui Hachimura as well and blah, 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 blah. And, and I am the guy who has the trade machine right smack dab in the middle of my, of my bookmarks bar. It is always there. I love hopping on there. I love messing around. All One of the worst stuff. times of the year is, uh, Right, you know, the, the few weeks leading up to the trade deadline for me. Yeah. My phone yeah, has, like, I don't know how many missed texts I have as of now, but it becomes a lot more than like everybody's trade machine ideas seem to find their way to me. But like, I, I, I don't even need you to talk about Levine specifically, A, because you can't, and B, because like, you know, I, I just, it, I mean, I, I can talk about, player. I can talk about Levine as a player. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't see the point. But my thing here is like, even I'm saying this is too early, which to me means it's too early. <laughs> like, okay, well, how about this? I mean, you know, like, I, this like is Avery what I'll sometimes say. This runs, Avery this will is sometimes what I was, run I in and, and she'll be like, dad, 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 I pooped. And, and it's like, Avery, it's too early for this. <laughs> it's like, hey, everybody, it's way too early to be doing this do, doing this dance with, with Zach Levine and should it be uh, Russell? Should it be Reeve? Should it be Rui? Should it be this or that? Like, I, I just I can't get myself to care about this right now. Okay, so here's where we're here's <laughs> all right. Um, my supposition um, for what this is, I'm not even sure the Bulls have decided they want to trade Levine. I think this is a trial balloon to get other teams around the league talking and seeing how much interest there is for Zach Levine. I have a I have a suspicion that if he is to get traded, if 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 he is to get traded, I don't think that the I don't think Bulls fans are going to be thrilled with the return. Um, Levine makes a lot of money. He's never won anything. He never has really contributed to winning, and he has a history of knee problems. Um, he's still a damn good player, but I think that is going to give teams. Some pause. He signed for another four years. I think it's 40 million, 43 million, 46 million, and a $50 million player option in the fourth year. Mm-hmm. So, and now with the with the you know second apron coming in in full effect next offseason, teams are gonna be now it's gonna be a little easier. There's gonna be a little bit of um leeway given because of the new TV deal, but teams are gonna be very, very wary about taking on that kind of money. So that's the first thing. The second thing is it's not the second thing is Austin Reeves is not being traded. Okay. Period. End of that. End of discussion. Okay. Um, I mean, like, whatever. If you're if Joker and, and Giannis and Steph and whatever are available, I mean the line I think falls but a little like, further like away from those guys than that. But yeah. Austin is not being traded. All right. Um the third thing is it is a silly conversation. Like like who fits better this unless you are trading LeBron James, you literally cannot do this now. So what is the point of having this discussion? 
I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying if there, I haven't seen stuff like that on, on Twitter. I haven't really seen people like floating all their trade ideas. You literally cannot do it now unless you are trading LeBron. Yeah. And well, all right. we have the other problem is like, do we have any idea what the Lakers are yet? No. You guys want my, you want my inside baseball analysis on this? Like you want you want to know like what's actually going on here? Sounds like you want to tell us. So it's your show. <laughs> Do whatever well, you right. want. I want I want like I know I sometimes sound condescending when I do stuff like this and when I talk about the industry and, and, and stuff the way that I do. But um, I've been doing this long enough to understand that like I don't think large platform media is the best at talking about the NBA. And this isn't about Yovan. I saw the other day um, on on ESPN, Ramona Shelburne is like, there's already pushes for the Lakers to bring in a third star. From where? Who? Like the pushes are from ESPN no, because no, ESPN no, there can't is talk not, about no. the... That, no, uh, there is not. There is not know, a push what... already. It cannot happen. I, but that's, that's what I mean though. Is that like... I just don't think like the Ramones of the world can talk about the Lakers without it being like Lakers trade rumors, you know, colon, okay, but that's because here's who they're some, looking some, at. Like some people can, the, the problem is those people, not like those people, people that <laughs> cover the league people. are people that cover the league in the media mostly are not basketball people. And what I mean yeah. by that is I'm sure they love the game and know the game, but when I mean basketball people, I mean like know the inner workings of this kind of thing. Like, if Bobby Marks is on set with Ramona there, he's going to say, well, actually, you know, like, yeah. that's not I'm like, no, because they can't, they literally don't have anybody they can trade. There's three guys on the roster that are tradable for right. another month. So for another there month. can't be a push. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and that's, and that's honestly, unless like, you have a third, I, unless you have a third star that makes Jalen Hood Shafino money, then like, I don't know. I don't know where that. I don't know. Well, according where to Jacob uh, of of Silver Screen Roll, like that star is Jalen Hood Shafino. Oh, and, well, and, oh and that's all, right. He's uh, a Indiana guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, really quick before we get out of here, a little bit of uh, house uh, house cleaning to do here as Avery is knocking outside. Lakers updates from Jovan Buha, Gabe Vincent, left knee effusion is progressing and will be reevaluated again in two weeks. Jalen Hood Shafino, right patella contusion has become a return to play progression. So um, nothing really changed there. Um, I did on all access Lakers last night. Jen actually helped me give um, a description of what an effusion is. And essentially it's like swelling of the bone sounds mm -hmm. extremely unpleasant. That's just, that, that sounds terrible. It is. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, all I the can assure that, you, like, it is, I can assure yeah. you it is very uncomfortable. All the best to uh, Gabe as he recovers from that. And uh, we will keep an eye on his recovery as well. Interesting also that, oh, the Lakers actually just released one uh, officially on Twitter. Same information. I was I was hoping to see we would, something about um, Jared Vanderbilt. but We did, we um, did already. We got it already. That, that was like yesterday, right? How mm -hmm. he's progressing as well. And he has also returned to his ready-to-play progression ramp-up thing. Um, yeah. My guess, again, guess, this is my... My guess is I I would suspect sometime um, next week for for Vando. All right, sure hope so. I hope you're right. Hope to see him in 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 uh, a Lakers uniform again. And as we get wait, what? That, what do you mean you hope to see him in a Lakers uniform again? Where what happened to him? Where's he going? Soon, oh. like I uh, you know, like <laughs> I hope to see him in like. Do you know that something he's that being traded know. for Zach Levine? He's, he's he didn't being hear traded, it? or did the man die? What, like, <laughs> he's I don't know. He's getting, he's like Dwight Howard tweeting about, like, Lord help him now. <laughs> Wait, what did what, you remember? Who was no, it? Gordon what is Hayward? You like Gordon Hayward when he, like, got remember, he like dislocated his ankle. His oh, that was catastrophic. Okay, that's fine. No, that was a catastrophic no. injury. Well, no, 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 no. And then remember, it was also like Dwight five Howard, minutes into his, uh... remember Dwight Howard, like tweeted when it happened, he was like, Lord carry him. Now I was like, he didn't die. <laughs> oh, that's, I don't, I'm all right with that. I thought it was for something like, all right. I, okay. I'm sorry all right. on this one. Um, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers lounge. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Shouts to Jason Kelly for the, uh, for, for the, the super, know, the, the yeah. super comments. Yeah. Those are, yeah. those are, those are great. Keep those coming as well. Um, I will look, here's the thing. 
Jen is out of town for the weekend, and I am solely in charge of my children from now until Sunday. Sounds problematic. Not great. It is. It is not going great. Avery just now is knocking on the on the door to try to come in because she is hungry for dinner. It's five thirty my time, and Miles is already asleep somehow, and he shouldn't be asleep until seven o'clock. So Jen, if you're listening, come back, <laughs> please. Come, come back. back here. What was that? What was that movie uh, like about the hotel? The British dude is funny. I think it was it called Four Rooms, maybe. Yeah. And there's like, he comes back to one of the rooms, and like the whole hotel room is on fire, and there's like open pizza boxes everywhere. That was the community house. Community. Oh, um, it is. So, but but yeah. So uh, the reason I say all of that is because normally I would do a Lakers weekend review tomorrow, but as my mm. house is currently aflame, mm. we are day to day on that mm. show. Uh, I will let. I will let everybody know on Twitter. You can follow me there at Anthony Aaron LA. You can follow Aaron on there at Aaron, uh, Aaron Larsoul. And we will try to make this thing work. If we, if I do go live for the Friday uh, look back, but if not um, enjoy that happy hour on your own. And uh, the Lakers are again in action on Friday. In again, Portland. In, Portland. Huh? in Portland, in Portland, again, bit of a, a game time decision on that. Oh, it's a uh, in season tournament game. Again, the Blazers in-season tournament court is hideous. Yeah, that's kind of why. I, I don't want, like, the Lakers one almost gave me a migraine. The Lakers one was good. Uh, the Lakers one was pretty good. I don't, I don't like any of them. I don't like change. I'm old. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Jen, Jen, come back.